Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Roleplay Retcon does not own any part of the movies we retcon, nor are we associated with the artists who make them. Also, we might not be super kid-friendly, but we're not going to curdle your milk or anything. <laughs> this series features music by Foot Pound Force. Check them out on YouTube and Bandcamp. Welcome to class. Please have a seat. Welcome to Roleplay Retcon, the podcast where we make famous box office flops by running them through the role-playing game machine. This time, we're going to be remaking the 2015 film Pixels, starring Adam Sandler and directed by Chris Columbus. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Hello. Everyone say hello. 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 Um, I'm Ben. Uh, I'm the director for this series. Uh, I'm Gen C. And I'm Alex, the resident bad boy of the group. This is kind of an introductory episode. Uh, sort of an episode zero. Uh, if you're in the the far future and there's more episodes after this one, you can technically skip this, although sometimes we've kind of walked that back and said, oh, wait, you may actually need to go back and, and listen to that. So if you, you can probably skip this for now, but I think you might still enjoy it if you want to stick around. Right? Am I right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there won't be any like real story or anything happening in this one. That will actually start in episode one. So this, but this is Rookie Camp, uh, which is where we're going to kind of talk about the RPG system we're using and talk about the movie and also introduce our guest player for this series, Kyle Taylor. Yay! Kyle, tell us about yourself, Kyle. Well, uh, as you said, my name is Kyle Taylor. Uh, I am one of the directors over at the Nerdsmith Network, uh, which this lovely bunch of chuckleheads uh, is now part of. Um, we are so happy to have them aboard, and I am just super thrilled that uh, when I put in the audition, they liked it, and um, not nepotism at all. I can vouch <laughs> for that. Um, yeah, so I uh, I help run the online store. I help do ad copy for the network, and I'm generally just posting a bunch of food porn in the various uh the various culinary arts areas um, you, you might you, see. You me. do. You light that thing up. Yeah, uh, it's it's my personal playground, unfortunately, where I do my kitchen alchemy. So the uh, only yeah. thing unfortunate about it is I can't eat any of it. Talk about um, talk about shenanigans a little bit. Yeah, so shenanigans is our podcast turned stream uh, that goes live at seven p.m. Pacific, ten p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night at twitch.tv forward slash we are nerdsmith. Uh, it's a game where you can contribute to the chaos uh, that the audience members can uh, give us a tip and give us an NPC that gets incorporated sometimes permanently into the story. 
uh, or give the gang uh, some rerolls because we desperately need it at times. Um, at higher tiers, uh, you'll also... Oh, no, the NPC's a higher tier. Oh, it's, it's gift to reroll, and then, oh, spin on the Wheel of Causality, uh, which is the, the not-trademarked total ripoff of a certain Warner Brothers uh, television show from Cartoon Youth. Um, and the Warner Sister. And the, and the Warner Sister, yes. Uh, let us not forget her. Um, where basically random craziness will happen to one of the characters, uh, like all of a sudden all of my character's arms fall, fell off, or you keep shrieking over the course of the episode, or you keep getting older over the course of the episode, or uh, 1D100 flumps appear, and you have to deal with that. Uh, so just basically chaos magic. Um, the audience can influence that, or uh, you know temporarily give the, a player DM powers, which is kind of has been used to really, really <laughs> interesting effect at times. Um, yeah. So we're this current season. We're in our third season, uh, is, uh, kind of a fairy tale esque, uh, story where our main characters got sucked into a fairy tale book. A la, you know, mist. If you've ever played, I'm aging myself. Um, yeah. So they get sucked into a book and they live there for a while and then they come back to the real world and become, uh, they just start randomly walking around the country and trying to solve problems like the mystery machine gang. We also have a musical guest for every series and that sort of provides the soundtrack for our movie. And this time it's a uh, foot pound force. They're uh, kind of a nerd rock band. Um, they have uh, a YouTube and a band camp and um, a Patreon. Uh, or if you want to hear them, you can just live in Huntsville, Alabama, because they're a gig band and they do a lot of local music. <laughs> um, uh, but they'll you'll, you'll hear their music uh, throughout the series. Um, I may also pepper in uh, some chiptune music my brother Caleb made like six years ago for a Let's Play channel that doesn't exist anymore. It's just a pretty good album. I use it. I just I've just used it for a lot of things over the years. Uh, I love Caleb's music so much. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, he's, uh, Caleb has also been on the podcast twice as Batgirl in our first, uh, series on Batman and Robin and Joe Bluth in our Arrested Development series last, last season, I guess. Um, I love him. Well, I mean, you should. you should, you're related. It's your brother. I guess you don't have to love people you're related to. That's what I'm saying. It's on purpose. I love him on would, purpose. Would you go on vacation with him? I actually am planning a trip with him this weekend. Would you bake him a fine ziti? Well, I'm not a very good cook, but I'd try. Um, okay, so, Pixels. Pixels. Uh, it's it's based on a 2010 short film by a person named Patrick Jean. Perhaps Patrick Jean, I'm not sure. Uh, that's It, it was kind of cool, right? Yeah? I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. It's a neat little concept flick. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, the short it film wasn't... It wasn't the worst... Thing I've ever seen. Oh, the short. The yeah, short. the short was great. The short's great. Um, the, <laughs> yes, the, I'm sorry. The real, the real movie. We'll we'll talk about it in a, se a second. That's a perfectly uh, reasonable uh, opinion. But uh, the real movie has 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Although it did almost make twice its budget back. I think that might be because action movies do well internationally. Um, and it has pretty good special effects. Uh, and I don't like it. It's not good. So why do I so why do I want to do it? You ask. I heard someone ask that. I think I'm sure it was me. I, I asked it in my mind. Uh, okay, um, it's because I kind of liked it. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I like it. I don't like it. It's cringy. It's not funny, and it fails to deliver on its premise. 
But I actually think that premise was pretty good. As okay, part of my research for this for doing this because that's who I am. I do research for. I get obsessed with this kind of thing. Um, I watched a bunch of video game movies and TV shows. I like. I watched The Wizard. I watched Wreck It Ralph. I watched Tron. Um, watched a little bit of video game high school. I didn't really like it. Um, and I, I didn't, it's really hard to find a, a thing that's actually about video games. And like, even the good ones, like Wreck-It Ralph, like I'm like Wreck-It Ralph is so good, but it really only uses video games as its setting. It's not really its theme. Um, and it's not bad. It's just not the specific itch I was trying to scratch. And I found two things that actually tried to tell a video game story. And one of them, I just want to plug it, is this super cute anime uh, called High Score Girl. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's this, like, coming-of-age young romance story that takes place over a few years in the 90s. And it parallels the maturation of video games in the early to mid-90s, um, particularly the coin-op scene in Japan, uh, with this coming of age story and like one character doesn't speak and so they use fighting games as a conversation in a way and it's it's just very good go watch it it's only a couple of seasons long it won't take you long to watch it it's great and the other thing was this movie so i applaud it for for pixels for trying to do something no one else has done even though i think it could have been done much better which we're going to try to do so I want to keep that vision, making a movie about video games, but done in this like fantastical big Hollywood special effects way. And we're going to do that with a system called Save Game by Rob Wieland. Save Game is a Fate Core variant. It, it sort of it tweaks the rules of Fate Core in a way that makes it a little more video gamey. We have done Fate Core on the show before. So I'm cheating. I'm cheating just a little bit because uh, we usually use a, a different system for every uh, movie we do. It's a variant. It counts. It counts. It counts. You're, and you're also, fine. Fate Core is the fate. My favorite thing we've ever played on here. It's not the best thing. That's not what I'm saying. But Fate Core just checks my personal boxes so much. I love it so much. Um, so I'm gonna just we we talked about Fate Core in our Twilight Rookie Camp, um, but. I'm going to go over again here just, like, real quick. Um, the core of Fate of fate Core, the core of Fate Core, great, good writing, Ben, um, is aspects. <laughs> it's, it's a thing called aspects. Everything has aspects. Environments, objects, characters, everything. But. Even the whole story itself has two aspects that I'll get to in a second. Aspects can be good. They can be bad. If they're, if they're at, the, at best, they're both. Um, me, as the GM, or the director... Or some other fun name we come up with for this, uh, the game genie, perhaps. Uh, I can I compel like aspects. Oh. To, yeah, pretty good, right? I can compel aspects uh, from the players to complicate things for their characters, and they get a coin, which we'll get into later. Um, or they can invoke their own aspects to help their character by spending that currency, those coins. Uh, characters have skills. And some special moves that give them some special bonuses. Um, and there are, there are four actions that those skills help them do. Uh, overcome an obstacle. Create an advantage. Attack in a conflict. Or defend in a conflict. Uh, and whenever we do those, those skills for those actions, we roll four fate dice. Which have minus, minuses, pluses, and blank sides. Um, they add up the sum and add bonuses from the skills or subtract... Uh, to, if they get detriments, and they see if their result meets a threshold or beats an opposed role. 
if they want to invoke an aspect, like we talked about earlier, uh, it, it costs one of those coins and lets you add plus two to a roll, or they can re-roll dice after rolling the dice. But you have to give me, like, a good character reason why this aspect helps. Um, they can also spend a coin to declare a story detail. Uh, this is done in the moment, and the players are probably going to use it to their advantage. It's a it's a pretty broad mechanic, uh, but it does have to be a detail, and they can't... Like, it has to be a detail. Like, it can't be a big thing. And they can't retcon stuff, which is, you know, sort of against our whole steez, but oh well. Um... This is also usually tied to their aspects, but I might let something slide, even if it isn't. Um, and compel. When I compel stuff from... Uh, when I compel an aspect from a player, um, they can do lots of things. Uh, I can make them automatically fail something, or I might nerf their role or something like that. Um, they're also... The players are allowed to barter with me a little bit to try to make it fair. Um, you can spend a coin to ignore the compel... But the fate authors, like, recommend that not be done a lot because, you know, conflict is kind of what makes the story work. Okay. Like I said, every fate game, including a save game version of, of Fate Core, has two overarching, like, game aspects, like campaign aspects. Uh, there's a current issue and an impending issue. Our impending issue is probably pretty obvious. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be there's... A bunch of video game characters trying to take over the world for some reason. Um, uh, the characters don't know that yet at the beginning of the story. Uh, the current Spoiler issue is a alert. Little... Yeah, sorry. Well, that's that's the beauty of us remaking a movie. Like, yeah, the thing that happens in the movie basically happens here with a few tweaks. Um, <laughs> but the the current issues are a little more complicated. Um, also, as part of my research, I read a book called Reality is Broken, Why Games Make Us Better and How They Can Change the World by Jane McGonagall. Uh, it is a brilliant book, and I recommend everyone here and everyone that is consuming this episode of this podcast read it. Um, in a nutshell, though, it's a deep dive into why we play games and ways that they're used in positive ways. Um, but it kind of starts with this like admission that a lot of the appeal of video games is escapism. And it, it starts these, like, facts and figures about how, like, people play video games are just abandoning reality in droves. Because reality is not great for them a lot of times. Um, and so, it, but it's kind of saying that, like, that's, that's not the problem. It's the litmus test of the problem. The problem is reality. And that it also is, is a look at ways that, like, video games can solve those problems. Solve the problems that they're a litmus test for. But that, the beginning of it, is our current issue. Everything sucks. Reality is broken. Nice. Everything does suck. But, uh, by the way, have I mentioned that this is a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, comedy and tragedy, it's like, they, they go hand in hand. I hope you guys, uh, this is, I'm just gonna give you guys, my players, a note from your director, like, on mic, um... I realized after I sort of wrote my outline for the first episode that I had written some pretty bleak stuff. And so, like, I hope you guys will be funny. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Um, anyway, but so the RPG uh, save game, it has this, like, really cool story and world about, like, video game characters saving a world inside the Internet from this thing called the glitch that corrupts the people who live there. Um 
it's really cool. I hope you go out and, and get save game. I think it cost me five bucks. It, it's not much more than that if I'm wrong. It would be really cool to do. It just doesn't work for this movie, so I'm kind of throwing that uh, to the wayside for now. It would make a fun campaign. Um, instead, uh, our characters are people who are living in New York City, uh, who, for reasons that we'll get into in the story, are granted like video game-like powers. Coins in, in save game replace fate points in the original and are a little more like explicitly currency, like even in the world that you're in. Um, you can still use them the same basic way you do a fate core to invoke an aspect, declare a story detail, or ignore a compel. But you can also use them to purchase things from a like in-game store that we'll have. It's like the Duke is going to roll up and we'll be able to buy stuff from do we get to Do we get to buy like cosmetic upgrades? Yeah, that's a different currency though. You'll have to you'll have to pay like real money for that. Sorry, that's a premium. Uh, yeah, that's premium stuff. Like different little dangly things for our keyblades. Yeah, you can also get one coin per enemy defeated, or you can combo. You can defeat an enemy and then choose to begin a combo, and you you can do that up to uh, you get two coins per enemy up to three times because there are three of you. Um, but. If one of you loses all your hearts, by the way, you have hearts, um, you lose all those coins. I might allow you to also include, you might get coin, we're not just going to be fighting enemies in this, so uh, combos will also include you maybe overcoming some challenges, and and like, instead of just defeating enemies, um, but the combo is still the same. Get two coins per award coin award up to three times uh you also have lives you'll start with i think what is it six hearts on your character sheet and three and three lives uh those can lose pretty quickly um also at the beginning of our story you will effectively have one heart and one life okay so keep that in mind <laughs> that before you get your video game stuff you are fragile human beings the lion's share of Fate's mechanics is about making characters, and that is still true. Um, each character has a high concept, a trouble, skills, and stunts, which this system calls special moves. Although I think they should be called super moves, so don't be surprised if I just accidentally slouch into calling them that. There's also a thing called signature aspect that replaces the phase trio part of Fate Core. I'm not going to go into phase trio because we're not using it, but I do recommend you play yourself a Fate Core game and do that because we do we did do the phase trio in Twilight, and I it's it's the thing that made me fall in love with Fate, because um, it really forced me to do some character work that I wouldn't have done otherwise. Um, but the signature aspect was pretty fun. Uh, I, I don't know. It may have frustrated some of you guys, but I thought it was great. <laughs> um, they, they had them, the signature aspect made them all roll dice, roll the fate, the fate dice and choose words from some tables based on the dice, dice rolls. And then you're supposed to like draw inspiration for, for your video game character from that. Um, we're not using video game characters. We're using human people, but we still basically did that. I still had them like, find inspiration from these words for their uh, characters' aspects. Just a just a big old jumble of nonsense words. Mm. Yeah. Look, it's, it's mm. a great experiment, right? Like, you could get up to four words for a single mm -hmm. signature aspect. And it can just be the most wild, random... Or just one. Or just or one. Or just one. Yeah, it was wild and random. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. We'll let you, we'll let you guys read some of those. Um... 
but just to go over some of those other things, trouble is a thing complicating a character's life. It's an aspect. Um, it's probably the thing I'm going to be compelling a lot, but they can actually use it. They can invoke it. If they feel like their trouble would help them in a situation, they can invoke it because even trouble is good if it can be both. Um, skills, uh, there, there's like, uh, I don't remember. I think there's 12 skills. Um, but skills are basically how they do almost any action. Uh, and they can do two of those four actions, the um, overcome, create advantage, attack, or defend. And then they, they start with three special moves. Uh, and the special moves can either unlock one of those four actions on a skill, uh, upgrade an action on a skill to give them plus two, or make an action on a skill unbeatable if they use a, a super move item, which is something they can get from the store. We'll get to that a little later in the actual series. In the original game, it's used once per stage, which is what they call it, but we're just making it so it's like a consumable item because our campaign is not as long, I think, as they were expecting it to be in the, save, in the original save game. And then a final skill, Hacks, is this weird, unique skill that lets players like spend a coin to do some wild stuff that kind of emulates like video game exploits. Um, it basically lets them sacrifice a skill slot for like a, a special move with some specific rules. Um... Okay, so on that note, on that note, let's have everyone introduce their characters. Um, I think I want to start with um, with Kyle, because uh, you're our guest, Kyle. Um, kind of tell us just like your high concept, your trouble, uh, maybe your some of your signature aspects and your super moves and your hacks and stuff. Just like give us a rundown. Of, and your name. Yeah, and your name and stuff. <laughs> Thank sure. you, Alex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will be playing the role of Francis Fraley. Uh, he is an uh, he's an auto mechanic in his early fifties. Kind of looks like Reed Richards if Reed Richards was uh, thicker and sturdier built. Um, high concept is that he is a former champion arcade gamer turned car mechanic um, because he uh, ran into some trouble during some of his previous competitions where people thought that he was cheating. Um, because of this, it kind of soured him to committing himself to things, uh, because if he was inevitably going to be disappointed by them, then he didn't really want to sink as much of his emotional well-being into it. And so his trouble is commitment is a four-letter word. Tell us some of your uh, the words that the uh, that were rolled for you and that you rolled and the aspects that you chose based on them. Um, I did. I should tell them. I did tell them. Eventually, they'll be able to get some, like, video game, like, famous video game items to use as, like, maybe weapons or tools. And I told them that they could they could use a slot in their signature aspects and a slot in their super moves for one of those things. Um, the signature aspect that I rolled for myself is dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> just dinosaur. Yeah, you just kept the word is, is the aspect, didn't you? Yeah. Just dinosaur. Yep. So I changed. Well, I changed it into old school arcades are my cup of tea. That essentially that because he cut his teeth in the 1980s arcade scene, um, that's really where his heart is. Even though he's played modern video games and has continued to be a gamer, he really where his his love is at is, you know, old dig dug cabs and Sinistar and stuff like that. The second one that uh, Gen Z gave me was Bracelet, Pistol, and Grave, 
Um, and of course, I I had been just playing through the Final Fantasy VII remake, and so everything was just in was couched in Final Fantasy terms for me for a bit uh, in my brain. Um, but this one, I kind of. Uh, I kind of uh, had also had a difficult time, but I went for I'll fight for my memories that uh, so that they don't get lost so that my the things that I hold dear don't die away that I'll I'll fight for those things, um, which is going to be fun with my trouble. Uh, tell us a super move. Uh, I've done my research, so I kind of cribbed on um Adam Sandler's character uh, in the movie for this is, you know, I basically can spot the attack patterns of the enemy. So I have unlocked the ability to use the spot skill as a defense role. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, You also did a hacks, right? I did. Uh, Given his, uh, given his history with uh, accidentally, that is to be determined. um, uh, Accidentally, uh, finding an exploit where he basically took a shortcut uh, through um, a ba- like, you know, in Mario, when you can like jump on top of the wall and go to the warp pipes, it was essentially like that type of thing, but nobody knew about it. And so uh, I gave him the hacks where there's a wall, there's a way <laughs> that, um, you know, I spend a coin and can push through a barrier to find a secret room or path. That's very good. Um, hey, Jensi, tell us about uh, Chris. Yes, I will tell you about Chris. So my character's name is Chris Fraley, and I am the child of Francis Fraley, played by Kyle. I am an approximately 30-year-old. I'm not. I'm 30. I'm a, I'm a 30-year-old person who um, I work for a large tech conglomerate corporation and um, my high concept is and let me know if this is dumb if any of this is dumb and i will change it it is already i have no idea i have no idea what it is (laughs) (laughs) he's just getting it out of his system ahead of time okay thank you i'm just letting you it's never out of his system that's fair it is okay (laughs) it's okay to tell me it's dumb um but my high concept is Empathetic, sharpshooting, coding parent. (laughs) My trouble is I am limited by the book. So I do things by the book, and I always have. Um, When I was younger and I was raising my daughter from babyhood, infancy, I, you know, I read a bunch of parenting books, and then, you know, when I was in school, I was really trying to make sure that I learned coding and everything the way that it's supposed to be done. And when I play video games, I do them the way that they're supposed to be done. I don't exploit any kind of um, stuff in the in the game. I like to play it the way it's supposed to be played. So I am limited by the book. Uh, give, us, give us some of your signature aspects. The one that Kyle rolled for me was Glider Computer. And... I had a tough time with glider computer, so I decided to just kind of make it to where, like, the computer is not the glider. I am gliding through the computer with my coding wisdom. So I'm a coding, I'm a coding whiz. That's my signature that I pulled out of that. You're the wizard. You you would perhaps would say. Uh, yes, perhaps a wizard of coding. 
And then my next signature, Alex rolled, cape, monkey, helmet, rifle. I mean, it's obvious what you went with. (laughs) (laughs) This was the worst one. This was the hardest I, one. Like, I, I'll make an argument for that. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit later on. Not. Oh, okay. Oh, that you have the hardest one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but what'd you what'd you come up with, Jensi? Well, so for this one, I cape, monkey, helmet, rival made me think of Bloons Tower Defense games. Yeah. And how, you know, you've got the monkey that's got the cape, and then you've got the monkey that's got, you know, the, the rifles, and then you've got the ones that have the little helmets on, and they're blowing up the balloons. And so I just thought about <laughs> Bloons Tower Defense, and um, I took Monkey Eye as a sharpshooter. Nice. I love it. I don't know if monkeys are actually sharpshooters, but, <laughs> but I feel like, you I- know... Diddy had those peanut pistols. It's so good that you're like stopping your foot down and saying monkeys are sharpshooters, obviously. I mean, they throw stuff like poop. I feel like if you trained a monkey to, with a gun, like it would be bad. Because they can shoot with their feet, too. Yeah. God. They can have four guns. <laughs> uh, Alex, tell us a little bit about your character. I think he'll have to stay a little vague for now because he's being going to be introduced later in the story. But what you got? My name is Hank. He's just uh he's uh you know he's got a slim build, toned body, he's about five seven, got shaggy medium length, dirty blonde hair, blue eyes. So he's handsome. My high concept for him is he's a forgetful hero because he has amnesia. Uh read read yeah, read some of your um some of your signature aspects. Uh let's go with well, let's go with mine first, because mine was the best and easiest. Uh, I rolled Knight Shield for myself. <laughs> Uh, so the signature uh, thing I gave myself, the signature aspect for that was stalwart defender. Mm, nice. Pretty basic. Pretty basic stuff. Um, Kyle, on the other hand, was a real deer and <laughs> gave me chainsaw, hamster, laser, belt. <laughs> Let me tell you, that brings some images to my mind and uh the only thing i come up with my signature aspect was a was an item that was a hamster driven belt fed laser chainsaw (laughs) because it's just it's what it says on the tin we might we might uh we might we might we might tweak that a little bit we'll see (laughs) we'll see it's the greatest thing i've ever heard (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) but jensie's words really took the cake (laughs) Um, and by cake, I mean salad because they were truck salad lightning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is my favorite one. Please read this. This is my favorite aspect. Honestly, I, it took me so long. Uh, me and Ben actually had a long combo about this. And what I finally arrived on was my garbage truck mouth gives me power. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So... So I'll use my hacks to find the turkey in the wall and just and I'll chunk it, it your way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's everything that everyone needs to know before we start playing this and start doing this story for real. Um, we want to talk about a couple things before we sign off here. Uh, we, have a, we have a Patreon. Um, if you find yourself enjoying this, I hope that you will help us out. 
we were able to just buy a pretty significant ad on some like larger podcasts that will help us out a lot. And that's thanks to all of you that are already our producers, which is what we call our Patreon supporters. There's a few perks in there. We do a bloops reel every month where it's just some deleted scenes and bloopers and behind the scenes stuff. Some pretty funny stuff in there, honestly. Um, and gonna, we also hear some good stuff. Yeah. And we do uh, a thing called randos, which is um, just things that we record, especially for you. Uh, right now we're going through Alex does sort of a, a, a video diary on all the Fast and the Furious movies. We watch them at like kind of as a group and like, well, you fell in love with them, didn't we, Alex? <laughs> we really did. It was surprising and touching and. I, you know, honestly, if you'd asked me th- four months ago if I was a fan of uh, the Fast and Furious movies, I would have told you straight up no, that that I don't need that kind of garbage in my life, and now I'm looking forward very much to the next one. <laughs> yeah, be sad when it's over. We've also got a Discord, uh, if you want to pop in. It's on all of, you know, you can't get Discord, I can't read you a Discord link, but it's on all of our, like, social media platforms, you'll be able to see it, um... So please come in and talk to us. Um, we don't only just talk about the podcast. We talk about all sorts of fun stuff. Like Kyle said, he puts his his very interesting food stuff up in there all the time. So, uh, like, genuinely, I like whenever Kyle pops into the, what we call it, the Yum Yum Zone. Mm-hmm. It, yum it's, Yum Station. It, uh, yum Yum Station. It's very exciting. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yes, what is it today? Last night it was ribs. Aww, did I post the share? picture? No. I, okay, I posted it in the Nerdsmith Discord. That's what I did. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also Nerdsmith in the <laughs> Discord. You should go in there, too. Yes, you should. That was not a, a plug that I meant. I, well, it is now. Yeah, okay. it happened. It happened. Get over All it. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know the date of the next episode because we're recording this pretty far in advance, and I don't know how long the rest of development is going to last, but it will be two weeks from whenever this episode drops. But if you can't do Patreon, by the way, uh, can we ask, will you review us in your, uh, your like, Podcatcher app or iTunes or on Facebook? Even one review makes a noticeable difference. Oh, yes, that would be so nice. In fact, the next time you're in your local grocery store, tell your cashier about us. I know just, I did. Just because. Did you really, Kyle? I absolutely did. <gasps> Thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 Everybody say bye. Bye. Kisses. Bye.